the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel around yeah, well, the that's true. Man. I've been everywhere. I agree. This is my, uh, let's see, fourth time zone. We only have four time zone in the continental U.S. Fourth time zone. All right, thank you. I've been to all of those cities as it happens <laughs> in, uh, in six days. Hi, everybody. Hello from Denver, Colorado. Headed back home, then next week to Miami. Yesterday, it, it happened again. And so it's really quite uh, actually touching to me. I was on, where was I yesterday? Oh, yeah, when I arrived in Denver from Philadelphia. So you take the train at the airport, and I took it to baggage claim, then went for my rental car. By the way, I don't know if I've told you. I probably have, because I tell you pretty much everything, I think. My vision of the Statue of Liberty would have Lady Liberty holding a rental car. I associate rental car with Liberty. Nobody is driving me around. Oh, God, I can't tell you how free I feel. I was born with a love of freedom. That's why I've always despised the left, not liberals, but the left, because they don't value freedom, never have. There is, there is no leftist regime that has tolerated freedom. Liberal regimes do, conservative regimes do. It's amazing all these leftists out there, that they don't, they're, they're all the intellectual elite because they have been indoctrinated into amoral thinking. Like the fools at the, what is the latest attack here? Salon? What a, what the Salon? I mean, they're, 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 it's really, PragerU obviously drives these people out of their mind. Do you know that every single major paper source in the country has attacked PragerU because Florida, Oklahoma, and Texas considering allow, just allowing them in, in their schools? Five-minute videos. Watch them. See how wholesome they are. Media Matters for America, which provides the material for all the hate uh, on the left, uh, really uh, was angry at us because we said communism was evil. As I explained to an audience last night here in Denver, that is how I knew in high school that I hated the left, because the left didn't hate evil. That is as true then as it was today. They didn't hate communism. They don't hate evil. You know, my favorite verse in the Bible is, those of you who love God must hate evil. It's a command. Hebrew has a command form in its verbal 
uh, in, in the way it has verbs, there's a command form. We don't have a command form in English. So it does say, you must hate evil. If you love God, you must hate evil. So therefore, the obvious inference is that if you don't hate evil, you can't love God. So I'm thinking of writing a piece on that, that it is impossible for a leftist to love God. I mean, most leftists don't believe in God. Liberals, many liberals do. I draw the distinction all the time. Unfortunately, liberals vote left, and they have been co-opted by evil. But uh, I, I never expect much from humanity, so it's very hard to be disappointed. One of the advantages of understanding the biblical view of humanity as deeply flawed, not evil, but deeply flawed, and therefore it's hard to get disappointed. But if I could get disappointed, liberals would disappoint me. But I knew I wasn't a leftist in high school because I hated communism. If you don't hate communism, you don't hate evil. If you don't hate evil, you can't love God. These are all logical inferences. Now, it may not matter to you whether you love God, and I totally get that. You may just be an atheist or whatever. And I've admitted to my own difficulties in loving God because of so much human suffering. But I can love him. I'm not disqualified because I hate evil. So therefore, it, hating evil and loving God might be sort of coextensive. So let's see here. So the latest is, we rival anything. This is from Salon, another left-wing lying source. Well, that's redundant. Just say left-wing. Rivals anything the Soviet Union's most shameless propagandist produced. Woo. It's overloaded with right-wing lies. Debunking them all is nearly impossible. Hats off to the team at Media Matters. See, that's what they do. They all they rely on media matters. <laughs> they they all just cite them. It would be as if every single uh, conservative source in the country cited the exact same source, which just uh, distorts life, and that would, that would be it. The non-accredited right-wing disinformation mill run by Rush Limbaugh wannabe Dennis Prager. This is. I'm, I, Sean is laughing, and he doesn't always laugh, so it's a, it's a good sign. Wow. See, it doesn't it it doesn't help. They, they it would be so funny. Imagine if Salon actually described me accurately. I had tremendous admiration for Rush Limbaugh. Wall Street Journal asked me to write the piece on him after he died. We were quite close. We have very different styles. He was a political genius. I, my preoccupations are not political. So how about instead of uh, run by Rush Limbaugh wannabe, what if they actually wrote run by 40-year talk show host, founder of PragerU with over a billion views a year, author of nine books, including three volumes of a biblical commentary, uh, 
thanks to his knowledge of biblical Hebrew, fellow of the School of International Affairs at Columbia University, where he studied Russian under Zbigniew Brzezinski. Imagine that. And, of course, pen enthusiast. We promote a wide-ranging amount of BS meant to poison children against reality. Wow. These people are truly despicable. But, obviously, we've uh, really bugged them, which is a good sign. Better to be hated than ignored. Anyway, if Salon hates you, that's a very good sign. You can judge a man or a group by their friends and by their enemies. I am proud to be judged by my enemies and proud to be judged by my friends. We glamorize genocide. Wow. They don't explain how exactly. Glamorize genocide. Do you understand any lie that Salon wants to come out with? They do. No one on the left that I am aware of Again, distinguished from liberals and conservatives. No one on the left, I don't. I truly believe this, asks when they write something, am I telling the truth? They ask, am I being effective? Am I demolishing my opponents? Not, am I telling the truth? Glamorize genocide. I thought as media matters that doesn't want us to hate communism that glamorizes genocide, if any of us does. Well, let's see. There's a video in which an American bigot compares being criticized online to the plight of Soviet dissidents thrown in a gulag. Why don't they actually give a quote on that? Criticized online? I'd like to, I'd like to see that video. Did you hear about what happened in Spain? The head, the president of the Spanish Soccer Federation, vice president of the Union of European Football Associations Executive Committee, has been forced to resign at the moment of, of crazy happiness when the Spanish women's soccer team won the, the championship just a few weeks ago. The president of the team gave a uh, a peck, really a peck, uh, on the lips of one of the players. She lifted him up in ecstasy, and he kissed her, and he touched her lip. And he, Luis Rubiales, so I'm going to read to you what Heather McDonald wrote about this horrible act. Natural disasters, airline cancellations and runway near misses, supply chain issues, inflation, rising interest rates, and sky-high government debt. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's a lot in the news about what consumers cannot control. So let's talk about what you can control. You can control how you choose to invest and protect your wealth. That's why I choose to do business with Nick Grovich and his company, AmFed Coin and Bullion. Now is a great time to own tangible assets like gold, silver, and platinum. 
With over 41 years' experience and tens of thousands of satisfied clients, Nick will help you make informed decisions and show you smart choices, which have been proven winners time and time again. Amfet Coin and Bullion will sell you the right types of precious metals to get the maximum value for your money. Take control of your investments like I did. Call Nick and his team at Amfed Coin and Bullion at 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. So, I don't know if you saw it. I did. A few times, actually. Where the president of the Spanish soccer team, after the ecstatic win of the of Spain in the, the, uh, the World Championship last month, he uh, gave a peck uh, uh, on the lips of one of the players... Uh, he obviously knows them all extremely well, and she lifted him up. He was shorter than she, if I'm not mistaken. He lift, she lifted him up in her ecstasy. They were ecstatic. They had won the world championship. The man has been reviled around the world as having sexually assaulted this woman, and he has lost his entire career. Listen to the story. This is from Heather McDonald, who is... Heather McDonald is, is so right so often that when I was thinking about her, I was thinking, if Heather McDonald wrote something with which I differed, I would immediately rethink my position. How's that for a compliment? I'm not saying I would change my mind. I would say I would rethink my position. Here we go. A split-second kiss. That's what it was. You could you could see it. It's pretty universally viewed. A split-second kiss during a soccer victory celebration last month ignited a political frenzy in Spain and a feeding frenzy in the global media. The target of that frenzy, Luis Rubiales, the president of Spain's official soccer federation, resigned on Sunday after weeks of protest against him. And with that decision, the possibility of human of a human future that still has a place for exuberance and common sense has taken a body blow. What a great line. The possibility of a human future that still has a place for exuberance and common sense has taken a body blow. On August 20th, Spain's female soccer team won the Women's World Cup in Australia. It was Spain's first victory in that contest, and elation broke out on the field after the win. A reception line of dignitaries and sports functionaries greeted the players, many hugging and kissing. One player, Jennifer Hermoso, grabbed the president of Spain's official soccer federation, Luis Rubiales, around the waist and lifted him off his feet as he laughed and shouted. When she let him down, they rocked back and forth in a mutual embrace. In rapid succession, he pecked her on the cheek while she patted him on his back. Then he took her head in his hands and planted an instantaneous kiss on her mouth. 
he immediately moved her head away from his and, still laughing and shouting, sent her down the receiving line with two loose-wristed thwacks on the back. I would say the kiss lasted... I'd really have to watch it again. Between one and two seconds. Closed mouth, by the way. After Hermoso left the field, she streamed a live Instagram video of herself celebrating in the team locker room. She swigs from a champagne bottle and stuffs a chocolate cupcake in her mouth while guffawing and smirking for her smartphone. Off camera, someone asks what she thought of the kiss. Still laughing, she replies, No me, no me hay gustado, eh? I didn't like it. Footage also emerged of Hermoso and her teammates laughing about the incident on the team bus in front of Rubiales. Spain's feminists were less amused, and they started complaining that Hermoso had been sexually assaulted by Rubiales. Now, as a man, let me say, I wouldn't have done that. I've never done that. Never kissed a woman on the lips if it was not desired. Or I would, period. It's just not my cup of tea, aside from all other ways in which I was raised. So I'm not defending me. I'm defending common sense, just for the record. It was not a sexual assault. I don't know why women who have been sexually assaulted are not angry at these feminist groups that claim that the soccer player was sexually assaulted. For a while, Hermoso brushed off the allegation. In a statement sent to the Spanish news agency EFE, she wrote that the kiss was, quote, a mutual gesture that was totally spontaneous, prompted by the huge joy of winning a World Cup. The Prezi and I, that's President and I, have a great relationship. His behavior with all of us has always been 10 out of 10. And this was a natural gesture of affection and gratitude. That's the woman saying this. She will change her tune under feminist pressure, as we shall see. The feminists continued to flog the sexual assault claim, and Hermoso continued to reject it. I wish they created controversy involving someone else. I'm a world champion, and that's what matters, she, she said on radio in... Spain. Alice, a former soccer player himself, issued his own take on the incident. The moment Jenny showed up, it was she who lifted me from the floor, who held my hips, my legs. I can't remember so clearly. She lifted me up. We almost fell down, and when she put me back on the floor, we hugged. The kiss with Hermoso? There are idiots everywhere, he said, according to Radio Marca. When two people have a minor show of affection, that means nothing more You can't listen to idiocy. We are the champions. That's it. That Friday, the soccer player came out with another defense of the president of the team. And then it stopped. As the 
panic continued. So, as usual, the courageous truth teller, Heather McDonald, speak to us, uh, writes about the panic, the hysteria over, I just watched it again, the kiss uh, that uh, was given by the president of the women's soccer team when they won for the first time, Spain won for the first time in history, the World Cup in women's soccer. And she lifted him up on the receiving line of the team with the president and, and other officials of the club. She lifted him up. They hugged. They, they kissed, I guess, on the, on the cheek. And then he gave her, and I looked at it, I say it took one second, closed mouth, a peck on, on, the, uh, on, the, on the lips. And she said it, it was no big deal, that the guy has always been 10 out of 10, in his behavior with all of us. She said that after it happened. Rubiales, a former soccer player, said the moment... Okay, so I read that to you. Let's see. Okay, when two people have a minor show of affection, that means nothing more. You can listen to idiot. You can't listen to idiocy. We are the champions. That's it. On Friday, August 25th, Rubiales told an emergency meeting of the Spanish Soccer Federation that he was the victim of a witch hunt by false feminists. The Federation gave him a standing ovation. The reason I'm quiet is I'm deliberating about the ability of hysteria to cow people into lying to themselves and to the world. They gave him a standing ovation that week after the initial attacks. Then Hermoso discovered that appearances notwithstanding, she had in fact been traumatized by the incident. So she who defended him, now under massive worldwide pressure by feminists and the males who were cowed by bullying people, whether male or female, even affected her. In a statement posted on Twitter on the same day Rubiales addressed the Soccer Federation, she wrote, The situation was a shock for me. In the context of the celebration and with the passing of time, and analyzing in more detail those initial feelings, I feel the need to denounce this act, as I believe no person in their work, sporting, or social environment should be the victim of this kind of non-consensual behavior victim. You've had a really, really easy life if you call yourself a victim from a one-second closed mouth kissed in, in the midst of the greatest celebration the Spanish women's team has ever had. A man you said was 10 out of 10 in his behavior toward the women. So much for my theory, right? about moral bank accounts. This guy's moral bank account was in the black, but it didn't matter. You are to be destroyed. If 
for the one-second peck on the lip. Destroyed! Because we on the left... We don't fight real evils. This is what we fight. This has been my motto for all of my life. Those who don't, one of my mottos, those who don't fight real evil, manufacture evils to fight. That is the left in a nutshell. They didn't fight real evil communism. So they manufacture evils like microaggressions, like saying that you want to be colorblind, and that is considered to be racist. This is what they fight. They don't fight for the right of women to compete only against women. Feminist groups are silent on the issue of men who say they're women competing against women. Silent. They throw all these women under the bus. But the, the, the one-second peck in exuberance, that man's life should be destroyed. Do bad people join the left, or does the left make you bad? And the answer is both. We shall return. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcasts square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. Hi everybody, it's the male female hour on the Dennis Prager Show, second hour every Wednesday. I think it's the most honest talk about men and women in the media. And if it isn't, I salute whoever is, but or whatever is, to be precise. And one of the reasons is I shy away from no topic. Another one is I'm not a man fan or a woman fan. I'm a good person fan. That's a big help. I don't understand being a man fan or a woman fan. I don't know what that means. Are you a humanity fan? But there are a lot of bad humans. Okay, anyway. I'm actually doing something I don't remember doing. I'm continuing the subject that I began in the first hour because it is so appropriate for the male-female hour. To recap... The Spanish women's soccer team, for the first time in its history, won the World Cup in soccer. It is the most important competition in soccer, men's or women's. The team from Spain won. They were going nuts, totally understandably. And the president of the team, a man by the name of Rubiales, was lifted by one of the 
women as they passed, you know, to hug the officials of the team. She lifted him up, and he gave her a peck on the on the lips. You can watch it on the. Excuse me. You can watch it. <coughs> you can watch it on uh, the video here, uh, and you judge for yourself. It was closed mouth. It was totally extemporaneous, spontaneous. She said afterwards, when the feminists began screaming that the man is a sexual assault. He had committed sexual assault. Uh, that he he that he is a ten out of ten in the way he treats women. But with the hysteria, she changed her tune, and so did the women's team, and they uh, threw him under the bus, of course. And now he's now kicked out as president, kicked out as one of the heads of world soccer, and his name is Mud. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he can get a job now. Uh, just about anywhere. He, for all intents and purposes, if you knew nothing else, you would think he actually raped her. That—that that is how much the hysteria surrounding him has constituted. So I'm curious how you, as a woman, react to this. Now that you've hopefully seen the video, or at least. I heard my description, which is quite accurate. I think it's one second, literally. It, it, it was obvious, not obviously not sexual, and it was not an assault. If anything, you could say she assaulted him. She she lifted him up. Heather McDonald, one of the clearest thinkers alive, uh, writes a piece. What is it titled? A kiss is just a kiss. Yeah. There's no such thing as just a on the left. Wherever hysteria can be fomented, it is fomented. And it works. Just two days after the Soccer Federation's defense of Rubiales, the group apologized for what it now called, this is after giving him a standing ovation, the, quote, totally unacceptable behavior of its highest representative during the final and in the subsequent moments, which did not in any way reflect the values of the whole of Spanish society, their institutions, their representatives, their athletes, and the leaders of Spanish sport. Wow. Look at what he violated. Wow. By the way, yeah, I would say I would say it took a second. He was thrilled with her. I mean, that's all it was. God, he he he's got to regret that his team won the World Cup. This never would have happened. I feel bad for the guy. Not because I'm a guy, but because I feel bad for people who have been maligned. I don't think in terms, as I tell you every week, in terms of fan of either sex. I don't even understand the concept. What was that stupid line? Women don't lie. 
That was a feminist line. It was up there with other genius feminist lines, like a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. These are deep people. The international press, including conservative outlets, piled on Britain's Daily Mail. I don't know if Britain's Daily Mail is conservative. I can't figure out what it is, which may be to its credit. Called the day of the, quote, forcible kiss, one of the ugliest in Spanish football. Really? I got to... There's a link to that. I am so curious. The kiss of death for Spanish football. Prosecutors open sex abuse probe. Oh, my God. Into Luis Rubiales as his mother locks herself in a church in a hunger strike protest. And Barcelona and Real Madrid face Champions League acts due to the scandal. Well, I have to see what what they actually say. The overwhelming feeling amongst the Spanish team and football fans as a whole is incredulity that Rubiales, oh, well, this I didn't know, who was also seen grabbing his crotch when Spain beat England last, last Sunday, where is that, let's see, is still in his job. Well, that, that would bug me, uh, that I was not aware of, but no, nobody has... Uh, Nobody has mentioned that that was the reason for his his firing. It was the kiss. Wow. Prosecutors at Spain's top criminal court opened an investigation into Rubiales' forcible kiss on the grounds that it could constitute a crime of sexual assault. Okay. Anyway... So I'd like to I'd like to discuss this issue of it, who is right is Spanish football right or is Heather McDonald right that this is an assault on common sense very uh, quite interested in getting your take on this and let's go to some of your calls and see what you folks uh have to say. Kathy in, where is that? Hop Bottom? Is that true? Is that the name of the city in Pennsylvania? Hop Bottom? Yes. Kathy? Hello? Hello? You know that Pennsylvania has the most strange named cities in the country. Are you there? Yes, I think a lot of it has uh, Indian language to it. Oh well, I yeah, no, I was thinking like Intercourse, Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is not an Indian name. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. So what what's on your mind? My thought was, if somebody grabbed me and lifted me in the air without permission, and I wasn't, that's a pretty intimate thing to do. I would think that he could file charges against her because she did not have permission for that action. Yeah, can you imagine had he lifted her? That's a, I, I don't know why that's not a valid point. Hmm. Okay, we return in a moment. Male, female, hour, Dennis Prager Show. 
faces a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. So, the feminists went crazy and the sheep, especially male sheep, all followed them. After a one-second peck on the lips by the head of the women's soccer team in Spain. And he's been uh, removed from all his positions in soccer. Accused of sexual assault, feminists had demonstrations. I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a woman, or a man for that matter, and you went to a demonstration against the guy for what he did, you're not a happy human being. That that is that's the the easiest description for me to offer. I was looking up here. I'd like to share this with you. The the, the lousy feminist record in defending women against biological males who compete against them. So here's an example. The Women's Sports Foundation supports the rights of all athletes, including transgender athletes, to participate in athletic competition. Okay? So there you go. So transgender athletes, they claim, can... Are schools obligated to accommodate transgender athletes? The Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution, Title IX's prohibition, says yes. That's what they claim. Wow. Do male to female transgender athletes have a physical advantage in competition against non-transgender females? That's how you're known, ladies. You are a non-transgender female. Answer, no. Okay. Just, just want you to know that's this is a feminist organization. What is it called again? Women's Sports Foundation. Hmm. Let's see what else there is. American Association of University Women. Okay, American Association of University Women, one of the biggest feminist groups in the country, 
Statement of Women's Rights and Gender Justice Organizations in Support of Full and Equal Access to Participation in Athletics for Transgender People. So this is what it is. So remember, this is one of the most important things you can understand about the left. Those who do not fight real evils fight make-believe evil. So this was a make-believe evil about Ruby Ellis, the guy with the one-second kiss on the lips, closed mouth, and exuberance after she lifted him up. Okay? But a real, if not evil, injustice? Men claiming they're women competing against women in sports? That they don't fight. So if your daughter comes home a feminist from college... My heart breaks for you. She has lost her ability to think morally. Okay, let's go to uh, your calls here. Chatsworth, California, and Lori, hello. Hi, Dennis. Um, I absolutely think Heather McDonald is right on the spot, as usual. And when I heard this story, I was reminded of the Life magazine cover in 1945, celebrating the end of World War II, it's one of the most famous, beloved magazine covers in history with the sailor kissing the nurse. Have you seen that? that well, who, who, yeah, anybody anybody who, who has sight has seen it. Oh, and it's so beautiful. And now I wasn't alive at that time, but my parents were, and my dad had been a sailor. And it just expresses the joy. Well, I, I have actually, yes, correct. Yeah, winning World War Two. Well, you know. Yes. Just yeah, but well, how, right, that doesn't excuse his sexual attack. That's but, what they but, say. But I, you must, I know, I know, you're right. I know, I know. There's no such thing as, it's, it's, it's a, the whole thing's bizarre. There's, no one is innocent. Children are not innocent. We're going to give them. Uh, tra- trans, well, not trans. Um, drag queen story hours. An Oklahoma school just appointed a drag queen man as the principal of their school. That's good, but the sailor's kiss is an attack. There's no question the man would have been arrested and, and probably jailed if that happened today. My uh, my wife, I have mentioned this on a number of occasions, and we are both roundly attacked for this. When she was in her late teens, early 20s, she was a waitress in a famous restaurant chain in Los Angeles. And the manager grabbed her breasts. She removed them and continued waitressing. She was not traumatized. What he did was wrong. We all recognize that it was wrong. We also recognize that there are levels of wrong in life, and even more important, or as important, we determine our reactions. This is the only real freedom the human has. We have freedom about how to react. In most cases, sometimes. I mean, dementia, you don't have freedom. But we have freedom about how to react to what happens to us. 
My wife is a healthy, incredibly strong woman. And she uh, decided this was not trauma. I suspect the average 20-year-old today, if that happened, would, would see herself as, of course, a sexual assault victim and perhaps even traumatized. It's that pivotal moment It's uh, impossible This kiss, this kiss Unstoppable So I have actually been continuing with the subject I raised in the first hour here on the male-female hour. President of the women's soccer team one of the world executives of soccer universally condemned for a one-minute peck on the lips of one of his soccer team members who lifted him up in exuberance and they hugged and he gave her this quick, innocent peck. If that was sexual, I got to say, it really uh, does expand the term sexual into new realms. I mean, I'm I'm pretty aware of male sexuality. I've talked about it honestly, which has been difficult for many people to even hear. But I got to say, that's about as close as it gets to uh, innocent between a man and a woman. That's my take. You may have others. The feminists went crazy. But there are, the feminist groups are all defending men competing against women in women's sports. Next hour, I will have Riley Gaines on, I, I'm, I'm hoping. <coughs> that, is my, uh, that is my hope. Uh, she is the great uh, young swimmer who is l- leading the crusade, or among the leaders, to protect women from men competing against them. Uh, let's see, Juan in Simi Valley, California. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Uh, first of all, thank you for the uh, show. Uh, yes, sir. Two, quick points. two very quick points. One of them, uh, I know FIFA. I work with them. And they are the biggest and most powerful organization. they becoming so woke. With this thing, I had to look at all the uh, sport, uh, sports uh, commentators in Latin America. And they all have By the way, just, wait, 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 let, let everybody know what FIFA is. FIFA is the world uh, football organization. They have certain standards, and they really control every soccer team related, all the leagues in the world, everywhere, Latin America, Europe, Asia, everywhere. They have big-time control. And anyways, uh, they have, obviously, if uh, they want to... Um, get rid of anyone related to soccer they will do it so easily so easily but then this is the other thing spain spain uh pretty much is like the the model for latin america and especially let you know some of the people that want to look like spain but they're so woke now you say something uh just a few seconds ago feminists are going crazy i think it's a little too light they're going abusive in Spain, I have this video that you can see. They have, there is this group of like six mothers in this social experiment kind of a thing, and they have to kiss their you know twenty-something year old 
children, each of these mothers, but it's not a one-second peck. I mean, from five to ten seconds. And this is why I say it's an abuse, because you can see how the, the, the boys react like men. It's just not normal, but it's, it's so clear of an abuse besides being disgusted. It's like you can tell on the human behavior, their body language wasn't really there. Um, they were not. Wait, wait. So there. I don't understand. Why did they have these women kiss their grown sons on the, the lips? It's, uh, I know. I said, why did they? Ha- why did they have these mothers do this? It's like a work experiment. They want to prove something. I don't know, but it was an abuse to the children. Yeah, of course. I don't know why the kid. Why did the, Why did the kid? Why did the kid put up with it? I mean, you just walk away. It's uh, it's again this work idea everywhere in the world. I mean, you're seeing it. I've seen it in Mexico. I've seen it in Central America, South America. You are seeing it everywhere. It's well, all right. I'm not clear at all. You what? 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 What are we seeing everywhere? What is the it? The. Uh, Pretty much uh, feminization of everything. Oh, okay. That's correct. Yes, I agree. I didn't understand the mother and the son thing, but it's okay. He's right. That's correct. People have uh, truly lost their balance. I met a man last night who... uh, started a group called the Common Sense Foundation. I'm going to look it up. God, is that needed? Prager U tries to offer common sense. In fact, if you believe in common sense by definition, you're not on the left. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Actually, not easy for me to introduce my guest because I have so much to say about her. She'll probably find this interesting. It's it's not a normal form of introduction. But those of you who know me, and many of you do know me, the most common phrase I get when people stop me, which is pretty frequent, I feel like I know you, Dennis, and I always tell them you do. So in a, one aspect of me, in a nutshell, is I love good people and I loathe bad people. I admit it. I do. I never bought this notion of hate the sin not the, and love the sinner. I don't know where it's from, and I, I don't buy it. Anyway, she is a... Uh, the rarest of the humans, a courageous human. There are many nice, kind, loyal, honest people, but not many courageous people. People who fight for what is true and good. She is Riley Gaines. She is a young woman. She is a championship swimmer, as I have it here, 12-time All-American swimmer. Wow. That's uh, that's impressive. But she has taken on this. We got some background noise there, Sean. Is there any way to uh, deal with that? Oh, oh, she. You, oh, Riley, you're not in a you're not in a room alone. Is that it? 
there are movers in my house. Let me tell them to be quiet. Oh. The, one second. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't know I'll, this was happening. Yeah, one that's second. fine. All right. No Hold problem. On. Okay. Go okay. go ahead. I'll keep talking. I, I know how to keep talking. I do it for a living. <laughs> she has movers in the house. That is precious. <laughs> uh, tell them I was going to tell her. I will give them a tip. Because if they're not working, they, they might lose money. I feel bad. So she is, she is, she is a uh, championship swimmer, University of Kentucky, but national champion swimmer, and she has competed in races where, or at least one championship race where a man who claims he is a woman uh, won the race. It wasn't even fair for many many reasons. We're going to talk about that uh, in a moment. So, uh, okay, so I got your back, Riley. Riley Gaines, by the way, has actually uh, created a center. Yeah, we're still hearing the crowd. Is that, is that, am I right? Or is there, there, yeah, okay, it's getting better. Oh, okay, fine. She's at the Leadership Institute where there is the Riley Gaines Center. We'll talk about that momentarily. But first, I want people to understand your background, and I want to understand it myself. Because I want, I like to figure out what produces people like you. And by the way, there may not be an answer. Uh, I have made peace with that. N- not everybody who fights and is courageous knows why they are courageous. They they just can't not be. So uh, we'll find out. But first, give us a little background. When did the issue of men saying they're women and competing against women come into your life? I really, of course, I had heard about it. I had heard about, you know, a, a trans-identified individual. Um, the first time I ever saw this, actually, especially in sports, it was happening the other way around. Um, there was a swimmer from Harvard who uh, named Skyler who competed with the women, um, of course, was a woman, and decided they wanted to identify as a man and compete with the men. When I heard about this, of course, I, I knew I didn't necessarily support it, and I knew um, it was, um, in my perspective as a Christian, I know I knew it was a sin, um, but I didn't see the big deal at the time because there was no really threat. Uh, this was a woman who wanted to compete with the men. Uh, we all knew that this meant that this person would be, would be going down in the rankings, um, which is exactly what happened. Um, and so I, I didn't really put much thought to it, and I never once thought it would happen the other way around because I, I thought there would be guidelines in place that would prevent that from happening. Um, but then came Leah Thomas. Uh, I first found out about Leah Thomas about midway through my senior year at University of Kentucky. Um, I had made it my goal to win a national title, which would, of course, mean becoming the fastest female in the country in my respective event. Um, that that goal really came after my junior year. I ended up placing seventh in the country. Um, and so I knew I was capable of more. And I was right on pace to achieve my goal of becoming a national champion. About midway through my senior year, um, I was ranked third in the nation behind a, a girl in second who I knew very well. Because like in most sports, your top-tier athletes know of each other. Um, and so this girl who was in second who I was trailing by maybe a few one-hundredths or tenths of a second, I knew very well. But the person who was ranked first in the country by body lengths, I'd never heard of before. And this is the first time I became aware of a swimmer named Leah Thomas. 
And so there was a lot of red flags, right? This was a senior uh, from University of Pennsylvania, which is not a school that historically produces fast swimmers. Um, they were leading the country, as I said, by body lengths. They were ranked first in the 100 freestyle, which is a sprint, and all of the freestyle events in between until the mile which is long distance. And so if you think about this, um, for those of you who don't understand swimming, if you think about this in terms of your Olympic runners, that's like saying your best 200 meter runner is your best marathon runner. Um, they're totally different systems, but that's what we were seeing in this person. And so again, I, I had no idea at the time this was a male until an article came out disclosing that Leah Thomas was formerly Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team. And so when I heard this, of course I was shocked. Um, we all were, you know, my parents, my family, my coaches, my, my teammates, my competitors, we were all shocked. But really it was kind of this sense of relief because I then went to, I went to look up who Will Thomas was because admittedly I was intrigued. I was curious, you know, is this someone who who went from ranking among the best men to now continuing to lead the nation against the women, which is, of course, not what we saw. Um, we saw this was a mediocre male swimmer at best, ranking 462nd in the nation the year prior when competing against the men. But that's ultimately why I say I felt a sense of relief is because I thought the NCAA would see it how I saw it. And again, my family, my teammates, my coaches, how anyone with any amount of brain activity, would probably comprehend this. I thought that's how the NCAA would. And again, nothing hateful about it. Nothing opinionated. Strictly what was on the paper in front of us, that this was a male who went from 462nd to now dominating the women by body lengths. But the NCAA did not see it that way. They saw absolutely nothing wrong with it, and they came out in the, the weeks leading up to that national championships, which, keep in mind, is the fastest meet in the world, it's the meet you work all year for, really all your life for. Um, in the weeks leading up to the meet, the NCAA announced that Thomas's participation in the women's category was a non-negotiable. Uh, that was the words they used. And so that was really the first time I became aware of this scenario. This was about November of 2021. When you first competed against Leah Thomas or Will Thomas, you said this was new to me, if I understood you correctly. You did not know that this was a trans person? I knew when we were competing, um, but when this name came up, we hadn't directly competed against each other before. I'd never seen photos of this person. I had, I had, it was just a new name, which, like I said, that, that doesn't happen in, in it, really any elite sport because we know each other. We've grown up competing against each other. Swimming isn't one of those sports you can just come out of nowhere. Okay, so, so okay, let me, let me, let me uh, show, explain where I'm directing this. Pure, on pure curiosity grounds, when you finally saw this individual, did it strike you as a woman or a man or you, it wasn't clear? No, by the time I saw this individual, I was certain it was a man. Um, uh -huh. to be that's totally what I thought when I've seen, when, yeah. yeah, when I've seen the pictures, that's what I assumed. Yeah. N he's now, six foot four. Um, not to mention obvious differences in a women's swimsuit that women don't have. Uh, Adam's apple, not to, the, the feet on the, the block. They took up the whole entire block. I mean, it was very obvious. It was a man. Once we saw pictures 
and in real life, of course, who this individual was. Was there a point then or later where you thought it's just wrong for me to even compete? Maybe if I could persuade some of my fellow females not to compete, we might prevail. I'll have you answer that when we come back. Tell everybody where they should go to become aware of your center. Absolutely. It's www.rallygaincenter.org. Um, that's where you can find uh, information, sign up for newsletters, so you're informed on the topic and you know what's going on. RileyGainCenter.org. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, everybody. I am speaking with Riley Gaines, one of the nation's uh, championship female swimmers. And she has been leading uh, the campaign against the obvious cheating of uh, allowing men to compete with women in female sports, providing they say that they are a woman. And it began with Leah Thomas. I don't know if you ever saw it, but in the very beginning, I wrote it in my column that week, Leah Thomas is a cheat. And if, you, if you're not prepared to say that, your moral compass is broken. It, it's, it's so obvious to those of us who are prepared to think clearly and morally. So I asked you, when you first competed against Leah or Will Thomas, was there a voice in you that said, I shouldn't compete and I should try to get my fellow females to stop competing? What is your take on that? Um, I, I talked to my teammates. We took it amongst ourselves to kind of really whisper, right? We whispered. We were walking on eggshells talking about this. And we all felt the same way. Um, it was kind of just this battle of do we want to kind of throw away everything we had worked our entire lives for. You know, this was my le- my last meet ever in my 18 years of my career. I was capping it off. And so it was a, a really hard thought process to kind of go through, especially given the fact that at least I feel like it happened pretty quickly. Um, I didn't know of many other stories at the time. And now looking back, I, I, of course, believe everything happened for a reason. And I think the way that Thomas and I tied and all of the different factors were, were pretty crucial to the story. Um, but now, as I continue to see more girls be exploited in locker rooms and lose out on opportunities and injured in their sports, it's going to take a boycott. And I know it's easier said than done. But, but it would just take one time to send the message that we have had enough. But instead... What we're seeing, we're seeing women stand on the podium and smile and applaud at their own demolition, their own destruction. And we're expecting someone else to jump in and save us, but we're not even willing to save ourselves. Um, And again, it took me some self-realization to get to that point. And so that's why I say I know it's easier said than done. Um, but, But that's truly what needs to happen to make effective and immediate change. Yeah, I, I said that at the time. Uh, there is no, really nothing else would work like not having the women compete. That ends the sport. And have this fraud, and Leah Thomas is a fraud, uh, have them swim alone. 
it, it would end it, it would, as you say, overnight. So I'm curious, do you go, are you even allowed to go to colleges and make this appeal to women in women's sports? Yeah, I certainly have, and I certainly continue to. Um, it's a big piece, I think, in the fight moving forward, especially coming from a college campus, um, seeing how the freedom of speech is entirely under threat. Um, a big part of what I do now is going back on college campuses sharing the story and hoping to motivate and inspire other young people, people in my generation, um, to take a stand against this, really not even against anything, to take a stand for the truth and take a stand for women and for fairness. This argument, it really isn't anti-anything. It's pro-fairness. And and again, it's pro-reality. It's pro-sanity. It's pro-common sense. It's pro-good faith. Uh, we live in a godless society now, and, and that's rampant on college campuses. Again, I know because I just came from one. Um, I see how essentially conservatives were deemed as criminals, um, which is a pretty a pretty chilling thought. Yeah, believe me, I'm well aware of it. <laughs> I get it every day. So you are now... What happens when you're invited to a campus? Is there massive protest? What what happens? Give me an example. It's probably exactly how you would picture. Um, of course, there are people there in support. Of course, there are. But um, the protesters are present. Uh, they are loud. They are obnoxious. They are obscene. They are violent. They are vengeful. They are hateful. Yet they do it in the name of love and inclusion and tolerance and acceptance and welcoming and all of those different things. But again, I've never seen that from these protesters. They're not willing to have open dialogue. They're not willing to come with an open mind. They come with a closed mind, and I'm naive to think that I have the opportunity to change their minds. A majority of the time, these protesters are unwilling to listen, uh, unwilling to ask questions. It's more so just name-calling. Last week, I was at West Virginia University, where it's the same story. Um, Of course, last year I went to San Francisco State University where I was met with ambush. I mean, I was assaulted. I was held for ransom for over four hours, around four hours, where these protesters locked me and the police officers into a room and demanded that if we wanted to make it out and see our family safely again, we had to pay them money. Um, I missed my flight home. The the police officers did nothing because they told me they were scared to be seen as anything other than an ally to this community. I mean, it was very clearly the prisoners were running the asylum. Why didn't I know about that story? (laughs) It got national attention. Um, And to walk you through it a little more, of course, I was there on San Francisco State University's campus to share my experience, you know, Growing up an athlete, what it what it takes, the silencing, the locker room, the unfair competition, all the different pieces of it. Um, after the event had concluded, the protesters uh, rushed into the room, to which I was told by the officers that the doors would be locked. Actually, I was supposed to meet the officers an hour and a half before the event. The officers never showed up to our meeting. Um, but the protesters, they rushed into the room. They turned off the lights. And they rushed me at the front of the room, and I was punched. I was hit. Um, I was assaulted. Um, that's when an officer kind of 
whisked me away into, we couldn't make it out of the building because there were so many protesters, hundreds of them. Uh, that's when they pushed me into another classroom building along, or classroom along that same hallway where that's where I, that was my prison for four hours. Um, again, these protesters were yelling the most awful things you could imagine. All the while, the police did nothing. Um, the university, the next day, they sent an email out to their student body. And in this email, sent out by Vice President of Student Affairs, Dr. Jamila Moore, she said, I'm so proud of our brave students. I applaud them for handling Riley Gaines, someone so personally adherent as Riley Gaines, in the manner that they did. We know how deeply traumatic someone who spreads so much violence like herself can be on campus. And so here are some resources, you know, just know we see you, we hear you, we love you. Um, they applauded the students for kidnapping me, um, for punching me. Um, and there has what been is, no What is the name of this dean? Uh, Dr. What? Jamila Moore. And what is her title? Vice President of Student Affairs. We'll be back in a moment. Please go to the, uh, what is it, RileyGainesCenter.org, correct? Correct. Back in a moment. Speaking to the terrific Riley Gaines, the national champion swimmer who has come out against the, the simple issue of the cheating of males who say they're females and then compete in women's sports. I asked you, how was it I didn't know that story, which was a silly question to ask you. <laughs> That's my fault. But I thought you might say, in vindication of my question, I thought you might say it was not widely covered. But you said it was, so uh, and I'm glad that it was. It was just I, I missed it for whatever reason. I'd like to analyze a part, though, that's very disturbing, and that is, well, these this, was the were these members of the San Francisco Police Department who who did so little to help you? It was the campus police initially, but then the city of San Francisco city of San Francisco Police Department got involved, um, to which, of course. I respect all law, all law enforcement, um, but I was utterly unimpressed with how they handled the situation. And, and can, can you offer an explanation as to why they didn't protect the victim from the victimizers? I mean, I can offer one, that in San Francisco, uh, even the police have been compromised by wokeism. Certainly. Certainly. And it didn't make sense to me because in the hours that I was locked in this room, um, the protesters on the outside were screaming to both myself and the officers. They were calling the officers racist pigs. Um, they were saying to the officers, you know, you're only protecting that girl because she's white. Um, if, if she were one of us, you wouldn't be protecting her, blah, blah, blah. And these officers, they were terrified of being seen as oppressors. They were terrified of that label and what that could possibly mean for them in their career to protect a white girl. Oh my goodness, that 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 notion scared them to death. To which yeah, but let me un wait. Yeah, forgive me. I just want to understand something though. 
Were were most of the protesters uh, and kidnappers black? No, I mean there, there was hundreds of them. To be honest, I didn't get to to look them uh, directly in the eye for a large amount of time. Plus with how they entered into the room and they turned the lights off and flickered the lights. It was pretty disorienting. Um, I can tell you that the ones I saw, it was utterly confusing because you had men dressed as women and women dressed as men and everything in between. Uh, so it was a pretty disorienting is really the best word scenario. I was, I was just confused. It all happened um, very quickly. Uh, there were, of course, some African-Americans who were there even the white people were calling the officers. Because I, I don't, the reason I asked, I don't know this as a, as a black issue, the issue of having men uh, compete against women in women's sports. So uh, it, it it was somewhat surprising to me to hear that they focused on your being white. Uh, I It is inconceivable to me that the average black female athlete is any happier about competing against men than you are. Exactly. Um, but I get called it all the time. I get called, of course, transphobic, homophobic, racist, white supremacist, all for saying that men deserve, or sorry, that women deserve privacy, that we deserve equal opportunity. They equate that to a white supremacist, <laughs> which honestly, you can't do anything but laugh. And it, it totally undermines someone who, that, that verbiage of white supremacist, what that really is. If you're going to call me a white supremacist for advocating for what I'm advocating for, then that that word has kind of lost its meaning. Were you in a locker room with Leah Thomas? Yes. Um, we were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. The only time we became aware that we would be undressing next to a six-foot-four, 22-year-old man who was fully intact with an exposing male genitalia was when we were inches away from a six-foot-four undressed man mm-hmm. um, who was naked and exposing male genitalia, where we were simultaneously undressing. Well, as I've said so often, if a man exposes himself to women, he's arrested. But if a man who says he's a woman exposes himself to women and they object, they're arrested. We're living in an increasingly sick country because of the left. Then people like you... Uh, give a lot of people hope. I I, I want to ask you more, many more questions, including what makes you tick, and lessons you've learned because these are the big issues I care about. Again, uh, tell everybody how to get in touch with you. LeahThomasCenter.org is that correct? It would be the RileyGainCenter.org. <laughs> oh wait, what? An, I'm sorry. I said Leah. Th- oh my God, that is like about Leah the Thomas. worst. No, no, no. That might be the worst mistake I have made in 40 years of broadcasting. Well, they're all... No, I don't know what that's Riley Gaines, Riley Gaines, Riley Gaines Center. You should know you saved my life. I don't think you realize what you've done for me. Callers think I belong in the punishment room for my blowing the name of the Riley Gaines Center. I won't even repeat my error. All right. Ooh, ow, ow, ow. Ow. Ooh. I don't know if a slip of the tongue deserves the punishment room, but Riley may not be aware of what she just uh, experienced here. But when people on my staff 
make some error, we do put them in their punishment room. And <laughs> callers thought it only fair that I go in for the boo-boo I made at the end of the last segment. So I'm just explaining, Riley, lest you think you've entered the Twilight Zone coming on my show. I have, uh, I have another question for you. Uh, there are so many, we'll have to just do a part two uh, at some point. But has any feminist organization come out on behalf of women being cheated by biological males in women's sports? You know, there have been a few, of course. Uh, we have Wolf, which is a Women's Liberation Front. Um, there's a few others who have taken a hard stand in acknowledging that allowing men and fighting for the inclusion of men into our spaces and our sports and our prison and our sororities and domestic violence shelters and all of the areas that were intended to be sex separated, um, they realize how that undermines everything that the original first and second wave feminism really fought for. Um, but then, of course, you have the other two directions that the feminist groups are going. Um, I think the largest portion, almost ironically enough, is remaining silent. Um, they're not taking a stand on these issues. Or two, they are, and this is the likes of Megan Rapino and Billie Jean King and the Biden administration and other, other groups who pride themselves on advocating for women. Don't even get me started on the press secretary. Um, they are now actively fighting for male inclusion into our sports and spaces, uh, which it would be comical. It would be it would be something to laugh at if we weren't collateral damage in the process. It would it would it's like a South Park episode or like a Babylon Bee headline, but real life. So I looked up uh, because of, of the issue with the uh, the one second uh, closed mouth on the lip kiss that happened with the Spanish women's football team. And there, there the feminists went berserk, just berserk. That the, It was sexual assault, they said. She lifted him up, ironically, and initiated the hugging, the, 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 the women's soccer player. But in, in, any, in any event, I looked them up, and of course, one after another, like the American Association of University Women, completely supportive of men who say they're women competing against women. Uh, do you know if, about the National Organization for Women? That's probably the most famous group. What, do you know if they've taken a stance? I am not sure. Um, I haven't seen them take a stance. Um, right. Yeah. Well, you would know about, if they, if, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. I was going to say, to your point about the soccer player, um, I saw Planned Parenthood release a statement saying, you know, consent is something that is, it's reliable, It's it can be taken back, blah, 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 all these things that consent are, and otherwise, if you don't consent, it's sexual harassment. And so that, to me, was Planned Parenthood's ad admittance that what happened to us, we were sexually harassed, we were sexually assaulted, really, because we did not give our consent, no one asked for our consent, and we certainly did not give it. Yeah, no kidding. So now let me talk to you about you. If I would have asked you when you were 13, how old are you now, if I may ask? 23. If I would have asked you when you were 13 or even 15, do you consider yourself a fighter? What would you have said? Um, 
<laughs> my parents are probably better apt to answer this question. And they would certainly say, uh, I think yes. I've always been a leader. Um, I've always been unwavering. I've always been pretty argumentative when um, someone doesn't necessarily understand my perspective. Um, and so I would consider my, myself a fighter to a degree. Um, if you would have asked me a year ago, if I would, or maybe two years ago, if I would have seen myself here in the position that I'm in advocating for what I'm advocating for, the answer would be no way. Um, I graduated my, uh, from University of Kentucky with my degree in human health sciences and health law and had every intention upon graduating to go to dental school. Um, that's what I thought I was going to be doing with my life. But I, I kind of realized the quickest way to make God laugh in your face is to make plans for yourself because he very clearly had different and greater plans for me. Then you will love this old Jewish saying. You'll really love this. Man plans, God laughs. There we go. It's certain. Uh, it's been very true in my life. <laughs> that's, that's, clearly, that's clearly the case. When you went to the University of West Virginia, if I understood you correctly, you went there. Was it an, a very different experience from San Francisco State? Different to a degree. Um, I wasn't met with violence necessarily, um, but there were protesters who interrupted the event, um, one of which I, it, was, it was comical because a protester, and you can picture this person in your head, right, exactly what they looked like, enters into the room and says, maybe you should have just trained harder. You should have just swam faster, um, which I'm like, are you really telling me to, to train harder in anything? Um, have you ever played a sport? <laughs> no, this person has not. Um, and it's, it's always comments like that. There was a person who got up in the middle who had a sign that was accusing me of being a sexual predator because they claimed that I was looking at Thomas's genitals, therefore it made me a pervert. Um, there was a person who was wearing like a trans flag cape who got up and started marching around the room, um, of course being disruptive, but, but I wasn't met with violence. So it was definitely... How many students... How many students came to hear you at West Virginia? Um, I would say a few hundred, maybe. See, I, I, I wish a thousand came. So, basically, it's a few haters, uh, more than a few supporters, but mostly apathetic. I, I, I think that that's probably the case. But the apathetic let the bad people win. Final segment coming up, and folks, it's the Riley Gaines Center, RileyGainesCenter.org. Final segment with Riley Gaines, championship swimmer and championship human being, my opinion. What are the current NCAA rules with regard to men who say they're women competing against women? So the rules at the time, which were implemented in 2010, were just 12 months of HRT, which of course is hormone replacement therapy. Um, they did not check levels. They did not um, ensure that someone had been taking hormone suppressants for 12 months, which might I add, 12 months is literally nothing. Um, there is no amount of HRT that can mitigate male advantage, um, but 12 months is, is surely nothing. Um, 
but they just trusted one's doctor that they had been taking HRT for 12 months. But now, after all of the controversy, um, the NCAA essentially wants no hands on deck. Uh, they do not want to be held accountable. They do not want any responsibility. And so what they're doing, they're in a phase-out approach where they're leaving it up to each specific sport governing body to control, make the rules for their own sports. Um, so swimming would be left up ultimately to USA Swimming and FINA, which is the international governing body of swimming. Um, track and field would be left to World Athletics. Soccer would be left to FIFA. They don't want to do, implement a, a blanket policy anymore because they don't want to be responsible, um, which, again, I think just shows you how, how cowardly they are. But let me say one more thing about the NCAA. How they admitted they knew this was wrong um, first of all, the, the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert, who has now stepped down, he released a public statement following the meet saying he unequivocally stood in his decision to allow Leah Thomas to swim with the women because it's based in evolving science. Um, so, so clearly acknowledging that Thomas, they thought Thomas was in fact a woman. But in every event that Thomas competed in, um, the top 16 are all Americans. If you finish top 16 in the country, you win an all-American honor. But in every event that Thomas competed in, they awarded the 17th place finisher an all-American status, indicating that they knew what they were doing was wrong. I don't think the general public realizes that. So every girl who placed 17th was an honorary all-American. Wow. Well, let me just say this, Riley. I've known this since before you were born. The human condition is cowardice. That's the norm. Most humans are cowards. We saw that during the lockdowns. We saw that in medicine. It's not just in sports. It's depressing, but only depressing if you expected humans to be better than that. People who take the Bible seriously know that we're we're defective in nature, but we can overcome it which you obviously have. Well, one day we will meet, and I look forward to it. In the meantime, folks, the Riley Gaines Center, know thee, right? Just RileyGainesCenter.org. Correct. You can check out the LeahThomasCenter.org. I don't know what you'll find. (laughs) Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.